Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of I'll Buy the Popcorn. I'm Emily. I'm Alessandra. And today we're talking about the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, episode eight, Trenches of yep. Hell. We're finally at episode eight. I feel like we're in episode 80, but um, no, it's just eight. It definitely feels like it's episode 80. And this this show is taking a turn that I never, never expected. I know. He actually goes to war. And it's very dark. Like, the beginning of this episode, like, how scary was that train whistle sound? Oh, I know. It and was And then terrifying. you realize, you realize that Indy is, has been in war for at least a few weeks. I know. Like, he's, he's gone through so much trauma. Apparently his, um, like, all of the uh, higher up officers in his, like, troop died in one battle? In his Belgian, yeah, his Belgian, like, crew, all the officers died in one battle. That's, that's, that's really, that's really insane. And there are some very shocking and very intense scenes in this, uh, in this episode. It's, it was very, uh, traumatizing. It it was very, um, trenches of hell is, is what it was. It's, it was definitely, definitely hellish. I mean, I was like, oh, okay, this name makes sense, since Indy has decided to go to war instead of marry the perfect girl. Oh, wait. She was the one who fucking dumped him. Hey, she had every right. She had no idea if he was even going to live, which there were many times in this episode where I thought Indy was going to die. I mean, unfortunately, we know that he's not going to die. I mean, I guess fortunately, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess it's fortunately... It would yeah, have to be. Um, It'd have to be. Well, then, then I was like... Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, he, he would continue, and, you know, we still have so many episodes of the show, we really can't can't lose our main character. Oh, definitely not. No. Um, and then there was just all of these extras, and that's what made the show cost, like, a billion fucking dollars? Like, oh my god. Yeah, there were so many. And then just, like, just where they were shooting, I mean, I bet they were actually in that castle. Like, I would not... <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it in that, uh... Oh, definitely. What was it? The the camp, the war camp that they had to go to after they got captured. Yeah. And then, like, immediately he starts yelling at the soldiers. And I was like, oh my god, is he, like, a commander or something? Like, how did he get to be that rank? And it turns out just because everybody died. And then, so he was a corporal in the yes. Belgian army. I mean, he got himself up there. Just because people uh. died. Yeah, and uh, as soon as we start, they're uh, fighting alongside the French, and the French and the Belgians do not get along. Why, um, why is that? Do they ever say why? I'm I'm terrible with history, so I have no idea what what war this is even, and what's happening. I have no it's idea. It's World War One, and we're okay. against the Germans. It's just like Wonder Woman. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. So, I get it now. I have context. I mean, if you if it makes sense, it's literally like Wonder Woman, but with no women. <laughs> yeah. Uh, There's not a uh, single yeah. woman in this entire episode. Hey, hey, hey! Don't. No, that's not true. Remy. Who was when they when when they have two days <gasps> oh, of leave? Shit. Oh, Remy. Okay, we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't gotten there yet. Okay. 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 <laughs> Don't go throwing out accusations. Oh, that's true though. There was two women in this. <laughs> Don't, don't go throwing out accusations, man. Uh, okay. And then I was like, oh my god, how is Remy still alive? Like, he got through... Like, really? Hey, man. Like, hey, man, too soon. Don't don't talk about that yet. <laughs> I mean, but he was, like, still alive and all the officers were dead. I was like, oh, okay. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I am actually If you can surprised. remember from the previous episode, we 
explained exactly what Remy looks like, and he looks like a giant chubby rat. So I just don't like feel like it makes any sense how he's still alive. Hey, he's resourceful, and what? He's resourceful. <laughs> okay. And he's he's lived this long, so you know you got to give him some credit. So Indy's just like come back from this terrible battlefield, and his hair is like all over the place. Indy, don't mess. He's seen shit. Like he is, he is so serious, and he looked slightly crazed. And yeah, uh, definitely very like I. I liked that they kept his hair very crazy because it was just flying all over the place all episode. So it was. I uh, mean. Definitely, and that makes sense. I mean, if you're if you got bombs like going off around you, you can't. Your hair's not going to look perfectly coiffed like Wonder Woman. <laughs> I mean, and SPF just acts the hell out of it. Like he definitely makes an excellent soldier. He's like really on top of it, and I, I really believe him. You know. Yeah, he even seemed like he would be a pretty good uh, commanding officer as well. I mean, even though he, even though he totally got the position because everyone died, but still he, I mean, he seemed like he had everyone's respect except for that one guy. Oh, there was this Belgian guy that was like, literally took every opportunity to disrespect him. And I he mean, was, and he seemed very like murdery and creepy. Yeah. And they, and even like Indy was telling Lieutenant Moreau, this French guy who became his officer um, that he didn't trust this guy. Like, yeah. Lieutenant Moreau was like, accused him what of happened? Killing, of killing yeah. the last guy. Yeah, of killing he's like the last, a, a bayonet. He got stabbed in the back. Yeah, he said, so, he said, I'm not saying anything, but I turned around and saw our uh, captain dead, and Jacques was standing over him with a bayonet. <laughs> so if you can't tell already, it's really hard for us to you know, play these clips from this show because most of the show is a lot of fighting. It's a lot of jumping in and out of the trenches. I mean, it's like Hacksaw Ridge all over again. Like, it's like serious, but like a hundred times less gory because Hacksaw Ridge was so gory. It was like the most scary it could possibly get in a movie. Yeah, I definitely um, feel like they downplayed a lot of the gore the and, maybe, and maybe even like the possible torture scenes that were probably happening in those German camps. I mean... Oh, they definitely downplayed it so that it would be, like, acceptable for TV, but, you know, we've seen a whole lot worse, and we knew what was going on in these these other movies that we watched, but... I mean, it, it kind of tried to go there, but I just feel like it it was just not brutal enough. Like, it just seemed like the officers were giving these people, like, way too many chances... And I know. I mean, in the in the German camps, if someone escapes, they would have never let, like, all those guys that that dug the hole to leave the first camp, they would have never let them live. No, I was like shocked that they let them survive. I was like, oh my god, they didn't just kill him? Like, what? You know, yeah. like I just completely just thought that that would not even be like that would just not fly. So. Yeah. That, that's I what mean, I kind of thought made this episode a little bad just because of how serious they were trying to make it, but then not really because they couldn't. Because in mm -hmm. the end, this is still like a kid teen show. Like, they can't have it be that gruesome, which it most definitely was during that time. Yeah, and I mean, we've got all this trench stuff, so like immediately, like, when the French um, and the Belgians are trying to, they're trying to get from one trench to the other trench, so they literally run across no man's land, and then we've got this whole big, um, like, chronicle with these grenades and these other guys needing the grenades, and so Indy, like, throws the grenades to them, and it's like too far and then they're like you you didn't throw them close enough and so they have to um, knock down a tree so they can have cover to get the grenades closer yeah. to them that was that well, was actually did, a really awesome scene yeah i did like what lieutenant moreau said in that scene actually if i if i can play it um when they're on the actual battlefield um, oh, yeah when he says like because you're not looking or something yeah definitely and i thought it was like a good scene i, I really I liked it. moreau um so for some reason, I still don't know why the Belgians had to move to the French regime after their... Uh, like, there wasn't a, a meeting place for the Belgians to meet for them to get new 
I mean, I don't know, maybe they were too out on the on the front to head back into Belgian territory for them to get new um, officers. So I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess they had to rely on the French because I guess they well, were they already said there. that it was they were like three days out or something. Yeah, like like three weeks out. Oh, or something. Yeah, yeah they said that yeah. they had to stay with the under French, uh, you know, supervision Rule. or whatever. Yeah, for three weeks until Belgian officials came in. Um, and then they had to go into battle together, and that was that was really enjoyable, actually. The the scenes that they did have in battle were actually very impressive. Um, well, I'd like to play one with Lieutenant Moreau, where yeah. he's talking with Indy, and Indy has just thrown these grenades to these other guys, and because they he's didn't like listen, him, there was yeah, they, they they weren't going left when they needed to go left, and they went yeah, right. They or blew something. the whistle. They said blow the whistle go, once go once left for blow left. it twice yeah. go right and then they blew it once and then Jacques and his little goons like ran ran right and they didn't go left and so now yeah. they, they got themselves totally totally stuck somewhere yeah so I'm just gonna play this what the hell is going on they went the wrong way I tried to throw them some grenades those fools they're right under those machine guns <laughs> We can't use them all! I kept one. We've got to get those grenades to them! I don't see how. Because you're not looking. That stone wall. Come on! still too far away we'll never make it don't tell me what we can't do tell me what we can i liked i liked the moreau part with that like don't tell me what we can't do tell me what we can uh that was cool i also wish we had more time with him because when you first start off um when you first meet moreau he's talking to his friend and the the captain wants to speak with moreau because he's going to be the one in charge of the belgians until their officers come in and so his friend is talking to Moreau, and he's saying, like, um, you know, oh, is he going to talk to you about stealing stealing the captain's rations last week? And he's like, no, probably not, because they didn't catch me. And then he's like, what about stealing the lieutenant's wine? And then he's, yeah. like, he's like, maybe. He's like, or what about trying to get with the lieutenant's, lieutenant's daughter, daughter or something? And he's like, oh, that's probably it. And so he seems like such a, <laughs> yeah. a scoundrel at first, but then... He's, he's a he's, really cool guy, yeah. But then he's given this this uh, position that he needs to take seriously, and he really does, and it's actually... So I kind of wish we had more time with him, but... Um, Definitely. But I really enjoyed him for the time that we did have him. Yeah, so then we have... Um, they get into the trench, and... Then Jacques starts, like, saying some crazy shit. He definitely had, like, the crazy eyes. Like, that guy was nuts. He was so crazy and so he was so creepy. I I did not like him at all. Every every time he talked, I was just like, "Can you get out of here? I'm I'm tired of you." Yeah, and then they started getting attacked again um, with the tear gas. Yes. And, uh, oh my god, that part was crazy. Oh, and and then so the tear gas comes in, and then there was this other bomb where this guy got blown up onto like a like the the. Did you see that where the guy got blown up and then he like jumped onto um, like a a rod that was sticking out or something? Did you notice that? And he like landed like right on it. No, I didn't. It's see not that a part. It's not important. It's really just like a a a, a good stunt man. That's what I'm trying to say. The part that stood out to me during the tear gas scene was the one soldier that couldn't find his mask, and so he was... Oh, yeah, it stopped working. It was, like, a defective mask, and he asked Indy, he's like, take off your mask, give it to me, and he's like, no. At, at first, he didn't have one, so then he was running around, then someone died right next to him, and then he took it, and then it was defective, and then he tried to take Indy's, and it was just... And then he uh, died. Yeah, and then he died, so, because Indy was like, I can't give you my mask, and, like, he actually sounded uh, so sad, and it was really, it, oh, was, it was almost traumatizing, that scene. I mean, should we should we find that part? Cause, Ma- maybe oh, we should. It was, oh, it was really good. I mean, there was just so many really, like, 
terrible things that happen in this episode. I know, which is and such a is weird, one of them. which is such a weird change of pace for this show that was very, that was very interesting. I actually enjoyed it until the very end. I really didn't like. What I did happened. not like the end either. But what we're going to talk about it. We'll get that. We'll get to that. But I really enjoyed it until the end. <laughs> Do you want me to find it or you? Um, I do not have YouTube open. I'm sorry. I'm not doing my oh, job right now. It's Let just going to uh... be me? Okay, fine. Oh, I'll find okay, it. Okay, I'm uh, sorry. I'll pull it up too. No, no, I'm sorry. I'll I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll try to contribute here. Sorry. Uh, no, I got it. I got it. It's okay. I, I got this. Did I? Did, oh, it might be a bit too far oh, back. No. Sorry. Here we go. Oh, there's a guy jumping on the pole, like I said. Okay. Oh, okay. Lots of bombs. Okay, the tear gas is coming. He tries to. This guy's trying to put on his mask. It's not working. It's broken. Andy, give me your mask. Give me your mask. It Oh. Okay. Okay. You don't have to hear Dad, him like sputtering. Choking. But he Jeez, Alzheimer. And then. And then. The fucking flamethrowers come. I know. Come. What the hell was that part? Oh god! They come and they just fire at all these guys in the trenches, and they're just all these men on fire. It's just devastating. It's like, and then it like zooms in on that guy's face, like <gasps> you know, like they're coming with the fire. Oh, yeah, you I, know? I remember that. Oh no, there was so another zoom in that happened. There are lots scared. of zoom ins that very dramatic zoom ins that happened in this episode. I mean, I don't know if that's George Lucas. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, know. just one thing. At, like, this is all one battle: the the grenades, and then taking over the enemy's trench, but then getting yeah. hit with the tear gas, the the mustard gas, and then the the fire. I mean, it's just crazy. And then they go on yes, leave. They, um, upper upper management. <laughs> thought that they did a very good job in in that in that defeat yeah. of a battle and um and let him go for two days leave two days yeah in a nice little european town and indy gets to take off his shirt and play some uh so they're playing cricket. tennis what were they playing uh tennis they're playing tennis uh, with British soldiers and French soldiers. And Jock had and, to be an um, asshole and then, tell them that they were, like, lame and couldn't do anything. And, and then challenge them to a tennis match. Yeah. And then the British lost, so then they bought them, like, oh, no, some in, beers or Indy something. Oh, no, Indy lost, so... Um, <laughs> so America oh, lost. Um, but no, I the, the Belgians lost. <laughs> Indy's the only American. I think we, we haven't stressed that enough. Like, he is in the Belgian army, and everybody just assumes that he's French. Like, they just, like, they don't, don't question know that his he's accent American. at all. He, he goes, he goes as, did, does he ever pretend to be Belgian? No, probably not. No, remember That's he says right. he's from Paris? That's right. And, and his name. Um, which is, like, his name, what? What was it? It was, like, his Henry name changes too. something that he puts his name under. Well, he had put his name under a certain thing in the Belgian army, and then he changes his name because he gets, like, a French outfit when he gets captured, and so that his name is something else. I thought else. he pretended like, to be French like, in order to get into the Belgian army, so I don't see why he had to pretend to be French a second time when they took the French, the French soldiers' clothes. Does that, does that seem weird? I don't know. I mean, sure. Uh, <laughs> I did notice at this point that there's an actor um, in this in this episode, um, Jason Fleming, and I recognize him from other films, um, including like Lockstock and Two Smoke and Smoking Barrels, and a bunch of other stuff. And he plays um, a guy named Emil, the one that he ends up going to that first camp with, the redheaded guy. Um, you know. Like his friendish guy, Jason Fleming. Oh, 
yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen this guy. I mean, he's been, he's been in a lot of stuff, but I definitely, that's when I noticed him and he was in the Belgian army and I was like, oh, hey, like, he's in, uh, he's in this and, and he's a pretty prominent actor. So yeah. that was cool to see him. And then at, at this point, um, Remy, we see him up in the window. Yeah. While, while Indy with- is losing at tennis, he, Remy is, is up shagging like two ladies. <laughs> Two. Two ladies. Two ladies. I said, oh shit, Remy getting on when he yeah, got a, he wife. a wife. Like, what the hell, buddy? He what apparently you needed doing? some company. Oh, yeah. And then the British uh, had um, Indy read some beautiful poem um, Dreamers by Siegfried Sassoon. So I think. Um, this is the only guy that we actually meet that is like the um, only like historical figure I think of this episode um, so he reads this really yeah. nice poem because they were um, what was it do you want me to cue that up or do you um, want to cue it up I can attempt to find it let's see he's talking he's I mean, losing he's at... okay here we go oh oh maybe it's this Lord. Um, what next? The Germans playing cricket. <laughs> Excuse me. So, young fan of literature, do you know anything about verse? Well, I've read a little. Good, good. I, uh, I want your opinion on something. You wouldn't read that, would you? Poems by a Siegfried Sassoon, a German? No, he's British. Read the poem that's marked. Read it aloud. Dreamers by Siegfried Sassoon. Soldiers are citizens of death's gray land, drawing no dividends from time's tomorrows. In the great hour of destiny they stand, each with his feuds and jealousies and sorrows. Soldiers are sworn to action, they must win. Some flaming fatal climax with their lives. Soldiers are dreamers when the guns begin. They think of firelit homes, clean beds, and wives. I see them in foul dugouts gnawed by rats, and in the ruined trenches lashed with rain, dreaming of things they did with balls and bats, and mocked by hopeless longing to regain bank holidays and picture shows and spats, and going to the office and the train. You ask me. It's the silliest rubbish I've ever heard. What do you think, Corporal? So yeah, I really liked that poem. Um, and the nice little montage it had of all the uh, soldiers during while he was reading it. Yeah, um, thought that was very nice. Because uh, yeah, I think it was nice for the like to to have that with the poem that is a famous poem. Yeah, they still World had to add in those little tie-ins to the original show cuz this this episode was so out of place that they really had to they really picked what type of tie-in scenes that they were going to have and um so it was it was nice that they added this one and I I did like this poem. Um so then their uh leave is over. And we get this kind of, like, really great acting with Moreau and Indy. And there's just, like, more action in the trenches. Like, they're sending out a messenger for troops. And, I mean, I just really thought that SPF was acting his butt off. Like, I thought he did such yeah. a good what job. What about that part where they, um, he was eating with these two guys again? And they were talking about the British government and one mm-hmm. guy was saying like you know don't talk like that it's getting me confused because the one guy was mad at the british government for starting this or for entering in the war and um so i thought that was interesting and the guy the guy was honestly pleading for this guy to stop because he said i need something to hold on to i can't i can't keep having this negative thoughts about my country to if i'm gonna continue to fight in this war so I thought that was interesting. I mean, yeah, it's just like they were having these kind of conversations in this show. It was just, you know, such a serious show. I mean, we, we hardly had any 
like light moments in this entire thing is just all just so I mean obviously it's about World War One, which is like the most devastating war I mean there's just so many so many people died in this war it was just crazy um, it was just like all fought in the trenches in like the worst conditions so it's just you know I think they they were really doing a good job like exploring that and like exploring it from a uh, the soldier's perspective yeah um and then we had this really like just this crazy clip that i have to play uh with lieutenant moreau um who's talking mm-hmm. to indy during the, um, the next and battle in the trenches yeah um during the next battle indy and lieutenant moreau are talking to each other um and Indy's just, like, covered in soot. And it's just, like, a really sad, sad part. Okay. I want to play it. Remy is somehow still alive. I honestly don't know how. I mean... He's resourceful. Like a mouse. I'm sorry about Sergeant Giscard, Lieutenant. He did his duty. The weather is fine today. Reminds me of home. Sir, no matter what happens, it reminds me of my wife. So, Lieutenant Moreau's just like, oh, the weather, it reminds me of home, reminds me of my wife, and he just gets shot dead. Really, was he talking when it happened? Or did someone... Yeah, I just played the clip. He literally is just like, oh, uh, today's a nice day, isn't it? And then literally just gets shot. It just falls over oh and dies. Oh, gosh. Was that, was that right when they got captured by the other guys, too? No. Just as he gets shot, they get they get captured. Um, and then the jocks guy like is insulting Indy and then that's also right. okay, gets that's shot. what I was thinking of. That's that's the death that I was thinking of. I was like, but wasn't it this with this one? Yeah, so Jocks is like he saves Indy's life because he yeah. bayonets this guy. And then he's like, But we're still not friends and then he gets shot in the back. <laughs> that's why you died. He had no friends. And it's like, like what? It's like, buddy, what's wrong with being friends? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Doesn't matter the anymore because you did. The these battle scenes were very, were very well thought out because, of course, in war you always have, you always have parts where someone overtakes the enemy, but then the enemy takes it back, and so and these, and that's why it just makes it seem so youth like worthless and you know pointless to even to even be in these battles because you never you never know what the outcome is going to be so it was it was very it's very like heart-wrenching to like see you know like root for them when they overtake the area that they need but then have a group of because they, they don't have any reinforcements like they're overtaking these people but no one ever comes to help them so they're like yeah. left there to basically mm-hmm. get killed when when the uh, when the enemy yeah. gets a bunch of reinforcements to come and attack them back so it's just it was very devastating just yeah it's definitely a devastating war especially with the trenches yeah. and everything yeah and then they get captured so um apparently this is the time where Re- remy, remy dies. blows up and you hear him saying like indy my leg my leg and then he tries to find him but then but then but then all yeah. but then all the enemy soldiers oh. come in and, and indy just has to put his hands up because he just he has to surrender because and he's trying to find remy and remy's just like my leg my leg and then he goes silent like where where the heck is remy <laughs> like where the heck is he's he did go- he die is he's he gone forever yeah, I wouldn't he's be surprised if he, if he pops up later. <laughs> he definitely died. I, uh, yeah, with yeah, no with a leg? leg missing, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, maybe. Um, so him and, and uh, Emil get taken to a POW camp, and then they get some French coats. Yeah, because apparently Belgian 
soldiers don't get treated well, so the so it's best to steal um it's best to steal the French the French soldier clothes. So this is another one of Indy's friends that kind of goes in the gutter later. Um <laughs> Uh, so at the POW camp and like this guy tries to go get a ball that went a little bit over the fence and he almost gets shot at because he and was like just testing because like, he was of... he was doing that because he was trying to either test the soldiers to see what they would do or he was trying to measure out like how far their tunnel had gone or something I don't know yeah something with the ball um, and then Indy's like always bringing attention to himself um, decides that he will help dig the last 20 feet of this um, extremely claustrophobic tunnel which um, is which is so which ridiculous, is ridiculous because the people had already dug the first 100 feet like don't you think that if you only had 20 feet left they would have just continued I mean come on yeah I don't know They're why they like, needed. Oh well, we're him too pooped to do it to now. Do We've already done a hundred, a hundred feet, which make. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot, but you only have twenty left. Like, finish, finish what you fucking start. <laughs> Come on. And then, like, they send Indy down there, and it's like, it's so tight. Like, it's it's so claustrophobic, and he's like digging with with a meal, and they're just like getting through, and they they finally get out. Like they finally decide like okay we have we're outside and they go back to their quarters and they pretend like nothing's going on like they're acting all nonchalant and then they all like yeah, that super intense scene where the where the german soldier comes back right when they find out that they made it all the way through and they were about to start going through when someone was like ah german soldier german soldier and so everyone had to hide because they, they had all the dirt sitting in there like they had to they had to hide what they were doing mm-hmm. because they didn't have any other place to put the dirt from their dig. They're like, we have no more places, we have no more places to hide this dirt. And they're like, well, just yeah. just pile it in the in the in the room with us, and we'll just we'll just finish up and leave. And then the guy has to, what was it? The captain has to insult the German so- soldier and punch him to make him leave. Which yeah. I mean. Yeah. Even if you punched a German captain, like you would have gotten killed. Like that, that would have that would have never happened. Oh my god! Happened. I know. I just, I, I can't you believe he even lived. got away with that. He I mean, insulted that Germany. Like, no, you would have gotten killed Germany immediately. And the guy, like he was totally gonna die. <laughs> I know, and he, and he didn't, didn't get killed. Get killed. So it was just wow. I said literally. I said, "How was he not dead?" Oh my god. That is ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so everybody tries to escape, and Indy gets captured. So he, he doesn't... Because he he Emil gets shot, right? Does, Emil does gets his shot. friend get away? Oh, I, because I think... he thinks, yeah, he gets he thinks shot. that Emil's behind um, him, and he's like, come on, Emil, come on, Emil, but it's actually a German soldier chasing him, and he thinks that it's Emil. But Emil had gotten shot almost when he had almost reached the forest. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, dude, you've tried to escape prison this many times. Go in solitary for a month. You've tried to escape prison this many times. You get to go in solitary for two months. And then Indy's like, I'm not this guy you think I am. And they're like, oh, no, you got to go to the most terrible prison we have for POWs. And he's like, they probably should have taken that guy that they put in isolation for 90 days in the, in the, in the more security camp because seriously this guy i know and he was he like was, talking like, back too like, he was oh like, yeah principal oh, give me more think. days of detention i dare you like that's what it seemed like <laughs> yeah. that's exactly, that's exactly what it seemed like i was yeah. like oh my god this guy's gonna get shot he in the was face. such a smart like, ass. He, like, <laughs> like anyone who said that anyone who says something exactly like that true. back to a german soldier was gonna get shot in the face <laughs> Like I was. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, no. And all these guys oh, no. are being so Alexa, peachy. Oh, stop. <laughs> What's going on? Are you playing something? <laughs> Alexa yes. thinks you're talking to her. <laughs> oh, no. She's speaking. Shut up, Alexa. Oh, my okay, God. so now we have reached the castle dungeon. We have actually reached the sort of end of this Wait, hold fucking on. episode. Pause this. She. Alexa thought that I was. Oh, okay. Alexa, stop. She she was translating something in German for me. <laughs> she was. No. 
That's amazing. No, I don't Do you know, know what she was saying? I, I don't know what she was listening to. Um, I did. I did. Oh see, I did see her God, blue little light amazing. show up when I was talking, and I. I normally she thinks I say I say the name, and then she'll just stop. But she actually thought I said something after that. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Let's continue. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Indy goes to this German castle, which was pretty awesome from the outside. It was. It was a pretty yeah. cool castle, and also, again, was this an actual like war camp? Because this place, this place looked no too nice, and the and the prisoners. The oh prisoners my god, it was so nice. Too nicely, I don't understand. Yeah, they were. They had like free reign. They could they go could, wherever like, they wanted. They had everywhere. classes. They, they had, had classes. a medic. Yeah, they had like you know like. It just seemed like so nice. It's like they were like, "This is the worst of the the POW camps," and it's like, "This seems like the best of the POW camps." You get like a bed. You get to be around like all these nice stuff. I mean, they did say it was just higher security, so maybe it wasn't. It was just for people who who kept escaping, which is just hilarious because why would they have a camp just for people who escape when in real life those people were probably just assassinated, like were just executed, like. It just seemed like that was the, just a completely contrived idea that they were like, well, this could be the camp for all the people who try to escape instead of saying all the people who try to escape get killed. I mean, they're, this is the camp for the people who are like the worst of the worst, but are probably going to get killed anyway. But not even that. You know? They just kept making it seem like, oh, all the class clowns have to go here so that we can have a special eye on them. Like, I just like, again, I understand that this <laughs> is like a child slash teen show slash like young adult show that you can't really have these horrifically traumatizing scenes but but yeah. I'm sorry don't make a very serious episode if you can't if you can't commit if you can't commit the first half I'm not saying they should have gone all hacksaw ridge with this but I, it was just annoying know. to have to have them because e- even just the battle scenes were at least well put together, I thought. The first half was great. With all the battles that they were going in, it was still kind of traumatizing, but still, you know, not to the point where you want to throw up. So, but then once they got to these camps, that was where things just got ridiculous, because it just did not seem realistic at all. I mean, the guy that's trying to teach Indy is like, are you a a spy? Because you don't have an accent. And he's like, what do you mean I don't have (laughs) an accent? (laughs) You know, it's like, (laughs) and they're like, "Um, where are you from? He's like, I'm from Paris. And he's like, well, name all the the streets streets leading up to Versailles. Versailles." (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, "Uh, Napoleon, like Levine Napoleon or something. And he's like, yeah, and he's like, "What another one?" And he's like, I "He didn't even get to say know. another one until he was like, "All right, yeah. he's a spy. Let's kill him." And then, but but the, but then they asked him. Yeah. The, he's like, "Wait!" But he's then just they asked American. him the, the Boston Red Sox question, and maybe I should just play this part because it, it seems like it's kind of a funny little exchange. Um, it doesn't really make any sense, and honestly, it's just like like you're, huh? you're gonna tell if he's a spy just so by this asking a- him a Boston Red Sox question. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like this is a a um, a guy who is in the prison already. Who's kind of like a, I think he's a French mm-hmm. soldier in the prison. There was a rumor circulating that the commandant was releasing spies into the prison. Germans impersonating French and English officers. I wonder what we do if we exposed one of them. We would kill him. So tell me, Lieutenant, where are you from in France? Paris. So am I. Name the three roads leading from Paris to Versailles. The Rue de Napoleon. The Traitor. Spy! Oh, wait. He's not a chap. Who won the World Series in 1912? What? 
just answer the question. Boston Red Sox. He's not German. He's American. Is your rank also fake, Lieutenant? Okay, I enlisted in the Belgian army. All right, that was a good one. We were the only I mean, ones it was kind of neat. That guy's like, who won the World Series? At one point, I almost <laughs> thought that that guy. What's his name? Do we ever get his name? Um, I thought I thought I he was. I, I thought know. it would have been cool if he was a spy because because at the very end, he kind of. Oh. While they were trying to escape together, it kind of seemed like he was ignoring Indy or you know doing stuff that looked kind of suspicious to where maybe he was telling the the Germans what Indy was up to because Indy was talking to the Russians seeing how their escape plan was going and oh we gotta okay, talk yeah, about yeah, that yeah. now so the Russians get everybody gets packages every once in a while yeah um which which for would some not reason happen. is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Like in a war what camp. Kind of- are, they don't care. The Germans <laughs> don't care if they're if they have mail. They're not gonna fucking give yeah. them mail. It's ridiculous. I don't <laughs> like presents. <laughs> this is not like a regular present. They don't care okay? if, you, if your family loves you and sends you. Like no, your your family doesn't even know where you are. I don't. Yeah, I, I know. I was like, how did you get the idea out to your family? Did you send them a fucking letter? I, That's not how this this works. They wouldn't have let you do that. If anything, the Germans want your family to think you're dead. Like, I just, yeah, uh, just, whatever, whatever. This is just where, this is where I'm just like, I'm done. <laughs> this half of the episode, I'm done. So the the Russian, there's like two Russian yes. guys, and they save all of their their package um, strings, string, yes. this little twine that they get. From all of the presents that they receive. Okay? Yeah. So for like two years, they've been saving up all this twine that eventually they made a rope out of. That they weaved and braided into a rope. A thick rope. Two years. That's not enough time for how long that rope was. Well, I don't know. I mean... If if the Germans are being so nice for them to get packages every other week, I just I, I, it it just seemed like there was not enough twine in the world to make a rope like that. <laughs> it was definitely a very long rope, and and I don't know how you make a rope that's stable if all these little pieces are. They probably had to tie like a bunch of tie all the little strings together to make one super long string and then just keep adding to that to then make it fat. I don't know. They, they like made it like a really thick <laughs> rope. I don't understand. Yeah. It's it's definitely not practical and like li- like literally ridiculous. But anyway, adding, um, so they adding that- to the ridiculousness. Because Indy's American, they just assume that he's yeah. a cowboy and that he can ride a horse and lasso anything. <sighs> Which he does. He does lasso it for them. Way to way to keep up with the stereotype, Indy. I mean, so they ask him if he can lasso this like um, this like spire this spike that's on this yeah. other building. Um, so he tries to like across basically across make like a, a open like oh, there's water below them across an open gaping hole. Yeah, between two buildings, so that they can escape to the other building. Um, they're like, this is genius, but we've been doing it for years, you know? Yeah, which the other guy was there and told us. him not to talk to the Russians because they're like, they're, they're, they're escape artists, their escape tactics, like, never work. Don't listen to them. That's when I thought, like, oh, why are you saying that? Because did you already, I don't know. Because I, I, I thought he was a spy. <laughs> right. I, I thought right. he was a spy. Um, so Indy does this, and the two guys go out on this this string both of them you know not that you want to like have one fucking weight on at a time because, or anything because whenever anyone finishes or it seems that their escape plan's going to work everyone fights about who's going to go first it's just yeah it's this is what happened with the hole indy and and yeah, it t- did happen with the hole indy and emil what we're going to go first because they dug the last 20 feet of this thing and they're like well we dug the first 100 feet so why do you get to go first and they're like you're all wasting time so I'm just like okay (sighs) but then the Russians are fighting over who gets to go first and they just go first together (sighs) yeah so the Russians go on the same rope and Indy stays uh, behind and turns out that this 
freaking twine rope is not sturdy enough for two people and it who breaks and the two knew? men who fucking knew fall into the water while screaming the they scream them on the way down and then splash they... in the water yeah and then the the guards see them and then the next thing we know they're bringing in their dead bodies for everybody to see finally something more realistic happens they said like let these two dead soldiers like be be a lesson to all of you if you try to escape i said well they tried and they died yep yep but then they get the good idea to escape in the coffins yes which i really like the doctor that's that's in the camp he talks the british doctor so fast it was so funny (laughs) yeah he was actually really enjoyed listening to their whole conversation when they're talking about the coffins because uh the doctor has well do you want to play it yes i do because i just want to hear his voice again it was so funny all right so here's their next escape plan what we always do keep trying (sighs) don't say that never give up i'm not giving up i'm just facing the truth the commander's right quiet i won't stand negative talk the only way out of here is in a coffin cheeky glance at each other. Well, it's just a small graveyard on the very edge of the town. Before the war, they used to, they used to use it to bury the indigent and the insane. <laughs> and that's the only place they go. Oh, well, yes, as far as I know, yes. Who does the burying? Mm, what do you mean? The actual digging? Yeah. Well, my two orderlies, Simon and Ian. Can they be trusted? Yes, of course they can. Can they get away with it? Hmm, I think so. There won't be much margin for error. Yes, yes, I understand. But the truth is, the orderlies never bury the bodies six feet deep. It's much too much hard work. They're lucky if they bury them half that depth. And the guards don't know this? No, 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 no. They're nowhere near the graveyard. They're far too superstitious. They wait with the trucks. Yeah, so that's this is their next plan. So because the doctor has these two helpers that help him with all of his doctor things, um, they have to dig the graves for the bodies. Um, mm-hmm. And so they decide to... I'm not entirely sure. Where did they Where did they put the dead bodies that were in there? They, like, carried them out. There was this whole ordeal. One, some indie trips carrying one of them. And then a German soldier almost catches them. Yeah. And then... But they, like... They just put the body somewhere. I don't know where. Um, but then they get in the coffee, the coffins, and they are... Carried out. Carried out of the camp. Yep. And put into a truck where they hear that they're going to be um, burned instead of buried. Yep. And and going and, to the crematorium. And you could tell that Indy was already kind of freaked out of being in the coffin. Because when, yeah. when they were closing it, he was like, you you, you shortened the, the nails, right? And they're like, yeah. yes, yes. Like, you're fine. You just have to push the top and then you'll get out. Yeah. And he's like, okay. He's like, oh, God. Um... And then, you know, the next thing you see is Indy, you know, in the back of the truck, yelling, hoping hoping that this other guy hears that they're going to burn the coffins. And then you see them putting the coffins into the crematorium. And yeah, the first, you're like, the, oh my God. The first one gets dropped in. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, is that first guy in there? Because Indy was on the bottom. Yeah. I think Indy, yeah, the guy's coffin was on top of Indy's coffin. Yeah, and. Yeah. But then they like open it and it was or it thought they drop it because the guy, the guy felt the need to say, to say a few words to the second coffin, not yeah, not the but not the not first, the first coffin. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. That's so ridiculous. It's like I I was raised Catholic. I should really say something to the second coffin. He didn't say anything. Like oh my god, whatever. And the first one just gets dropped into the fire, just, and he's like, yeah, but the second one. Without even a second thought, the first one just gets dumped in there. Like oh my god. Um. um so then there. So Indy and this guy are running away. The grand finale of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, ridiculous. <laughs> So they're running away God. through the woods, and then they see this like little town. Because now it's morning, like, right? It's it's like dusk, isn't it? Yeah, they, they like ran dusk. all night, or for the rest of the yeah. night. <laughs> Who knows? And they they drop off their jackets so that they're not soldiers anymore, and 
they um, go into this little town that already looks more legit than the town in Wonder Woman. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. They're like following, they're following behind, like sneaking around behind uh, little army patrols' backs so they don't get caught. And they see these two bikes. Yep. And they get on the bikes. And then they have a chase. Right as they get caught by by a, by a troop. And they yeah. have to bike away with two, and then eventually two soldiers on motorcycles go after them. Yeah. <sighs> so they, they both separate. Yes. So the, the, the British guy, or the, the French guy, like, veers off one way, gets stuck in a dead end, and then... Which doesn't which, get which shot I'm, immediately. I'm which is ridiculous. He dies? Yeah, they never say. It just the the uh, German soldier on the motorcycle stops him and then pulls out his gun and aims it at him. But then it just cuts to Indy. Like so, <laughs> so, so. What? What happened? Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. And then so Indy gets away, and the way he gets away is he's he's riding alongside this train. And I thought to myself, oh. Indy's just gonna jump on this train. That would have been a better situation. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, probably. But no, uh, he goes faster than the train and goes right in front of it, just so that the motorcycle cannot follow him. Because there, there then... was a little cross. Because I, I guess there. Well, of course, because the track is is covering the ground, so you can't go over it with a bike. But there was like one section where the ground meets the tracks you can cross it you can cross over the track yeah and there's a road that crosses the tracks and then he crosses the road right, right as the train. the train right as the train crosses and the motorcycle can't get <laughs> past the train no um and then, and then and then he just has a smirk on his face and then bikes away like what yeah. what <laughs> so let's think about the body count that followed him to this point i mean it's been like dozens of men that we've just watched in this one episode that have been buddies with him and then eventually just get killed. Like, just straight up, no more. Indy's the one who gets out of it and somehow he's free now. Like, I... I don't... I mean... It's we, done. We the episode gets black and white and it's over. We can't make this count because we don't even know how many captains or and lieutenants and corporals died within the first battle. I know. <sighs> oh, and then, we lost Remy. We lost Moreau. We lost Emil. We lost this other guy. This this recent one. Like, that's ridiculous. So, again, I want to reiterate that in order to keep the whole indie aesthetic of the episode in this in this particularly serious episode, I feel like they made a good choice with that poem just to, like, tie it back to history somehow, because other than that, I don't know who else was a historical figure or what was a historical place. Like, I was trying to no, find out... No. I was trying to find this this camp, see if it was a legit place, like, in... I don't think it was. In the, in the war history. I was trying to, like, find that. I was trying to search Moreau to see if he was an actual French general. Like, I don't... I have no idea. Yeah. No. No, we didn't have a lot but, to tie in with the history. But then some bad decisions. This bike chase at the end, like, it was it was very indie aesthetic to add, you know, getting away on a bike, but yeah. it was a very <laughs> bad choice. Like, this, this ending was terrible. It was terrible. Well, you know what it was, was because, like, he gets on the train, we see him, like, he, he gets away from the train, and then he's just riding his bike, and then the credits start to roll. I was like, What? It's done? The, we don't get any kind yes. of, like, ending? The second it turned black and white, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so funny. And, and then we don't even know what happens to Remy. I don't understand. He was he was in so many episodes, Alessandro. They can't just, they can't just leave him like that. He's going to show up eventually, I think. I mean, he was in three episodes. I mean, but he was, but he was a big part of those episodes. I mean, Indy lived with him for like a few months in Scotland, Ireland, yeah. Ireland, Ireland, Ireland. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That I that was such a terrible end for Remy. I'm sorry. If if that was the end for Remy, I feel bad because that guy didn't deserve it. <laughs> I was no, he did. I was liking Remy in the end, and you know what? Even though he was he was a dirtbag and slept with those two 
those two women when he was married. That was a little shitty. But, I mean, he didn't deserve to get his leg blown off and then left to die. I mean, I don't... I don't think anyone deserves that. <sighs> Alright, well... Um, that's that episode. Um, I give it... I give it four treasure chests out of ten treasure chests. Um, I have to agree with you. Because the, the first half was actually really good, but the second half was just so bad. It was so bad. It was just, like, lazy writing. It was so lazy. Half. It was so lazy. Like, how could they have these, like, super serious, impactful battle scenes, but then have have slim to none when they're in the camps? Like, we're not back in high school. You're not getting scolded by your principal. You're, you're, in, a, you're in a war camp. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm so angry. I don't... Ugh. My gosh. My goodness. I don't even know what the next episode is, but I'm sure it'll be better. Um... Indy's not gonna be in war anymore. Apparently it's called... Uh, Demons. Oh, God. <laughs> so I don't know what to expect from that. <laughs> yeah, it's called Demons. <laughs> okay. Um, it looks like that there's a girl back in it, so let's see what 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 happens to that. Um, Ooh. Okay. Well, there, there's nice. there's two versions of episode nine that I'm seeing. They they might be the same. God, what? One version is two hours and sixteen minutes, and then what? And then the one. So we're we're watching all of these on the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, Kabus, Opigakak. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Emma. Nice. Wow, that was there. Wow, you, you want to <laughs> And so there, Cabus's version is Asandra. K- Sorry, Cabus's K- version is an hour and thirty three yeah. minutes, like normal, like the the normal runtime. Um, and it's just called Demons. And then this other one that's on another YouTube channel is two hours and 16 minutes and it's called Demons of Deception, so who knows? Oh, oh God, that's just... That sounds terrible. Two hours and 16 minutes! Well, I just wanted to see how um, how long ago we put our very first episode of Young Indiana Jones Buys the Popcorn and it seems that it was in March of 2017. Really? That was that was when we decided to start doing indie? Yeah, our very first episode was in March of 2017 of Indiana Jones Buys the Popcorn. So could we technically call this our our indie anniversary podcast? <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me, man. Honestly. Can we totally Can we yes. do that? Our, our one year, our one year indie anniversary podcast. Oh, because we're definitely not so done. Much. Aren't there like twenty seven more episodes? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you can reach us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes. You search All by the popcorn. Hopefully, Spotify someday if they ever if they ever allow us to be on there. Uh, you can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com or allbythepopcorn at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. The Twitter handle handle is at bythepopcorn. If you missed all of my live tweets that I did for the Oscars... Oh, dang, were we supposed to do a recap for the Oscars? We can do it next time. Okay. Yeah, let's just do it next time. Um, uh, but yeah, Twitter, at bythepopcorn. Um, what else? Facebook? Do we do you can find us on Facebook. Yeah, just search All by the Popcorn. We have a page. Please like and subscribe. Really appreciate if you could write, rate and review us on iTunes. That would really help us out. That'd be super awesome. Or let us know what you'd like us to talk about next. And if you haven't listened already, please listen to our Pride and Prejudice radio play that we created. We are very proud of it, and it is very awesome. Yeah. And, Thanks. And we will <laughs> talk to you all next time. Yep. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.